the multi-ball. Hello, and welcome to Pitball Nerds Podcast, coming all the way from River Hibbert, Nova Scotia, to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Orbital Albert. That's me. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 333 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, that's right, I just saw a Facebook post, and I saw one yesterday as well, and I thought, oh my gosh, I still haven't voted for the Twippies. I'm not going to lie, after doing 300 episodes, getting 25,000 listens, and still not even making the drop down, I was a little butthurt for the Twippies. I'm not going to lie. Of course, that's this week in pinball. Mr. Jeff Patterson's baby is... That You know, it's really like the Oscars or the Grammys. I don't know what you want to call it, of pinball, right? Um, very excited this year. I'm hoping maybe, maybe, maybe to go somehow, some way. Uh, but I haven't figured that out yet. It's possible I might put up my Roller Coaster Tycoon for sale. And if I can sell it, like, you know, within about, well, when is it? The end of March? So we've got a while. But not that long. Or wait, is it the end of February? I don't know. I'm going to double check. Either way, Chris the Pintern, I'm going to try to get there, buddy, and everybody else who's asked me to go, uh, I'm going to try to make it. Um, I'd love to go, but for now, let's fill out the This Week in Pinball, the Twippies. Now, I'm not going to lie, the biggest reason that I didn't fill it out for the first two weeks is because I was butthurt for not making it on there. Now, I did notice that Matt Conan and uh, Jason Ferguson, Jason Fowler, Jason Fowler, sorry, did from Slapsave didn't make it. And I was like, whoa, those guys have way better equipment than me. They are way more professional. They worry about their audio levels and they probably use less filler words than I do. And they're certainly more respected and probably more heard of and definitely get more listens than me. Uh, maybe not necessarily per month because I do like 90 shows a month, but definitely per episode. I'm sure that they must get more than 100 and whatever, 140, 150 listens, what I kind of average. By the way, the episode with the pinballers is almost at 200. So thanks to Mike Castleman for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I had no clue that this, uh, you know, not somewhat obscure family, but people who, you know, I had never had on the show before that that episode would do so well. So thank you so much for everyone for listening to that. That was really fun. Um, but let's get back to filling out this Twippy because I've got to get downstairs and watch a movie it's a friday night in the fam's home and i kind of have their attention yada 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 uh so here it is the last day oh the reason i didn't fill it out in like maybe the last week or so when i've been a little bit less buttered especially since i heard i was moving over to the pinball network as well uh you know i've been kind of like yeah i didn't get a twippy award but i did get to be part of the pinball network so yeah you know uh it's you know it's a little bit of both right so let's go let's fill out our twippy ballot here uh, what the reason I didn't in the last week or so is very simple. It was because uh, I didn't know who to vote for 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 homebrew because I was stuck between three. Now we'll get into that in a second, but I figured out who I'm going to decide to vote for. So uh, what is going on? Am I too late? What did I do? Oh, next. Okay, here we go. All right, are you a human? Yes, I am a human. Now I must find this. Zedwick. Oh, wait, that's the Canadian version of saying it. Sorry. Zedwick, 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 Zedwick. Uh, where's that sign? Where these, these, they are making sure no computers can, can get in here. I can barely get in here. 
All right, so let's go to page one. Theme-based only. Oh, my gosh. I'm guessing this is going to be all Jurassic Park all day long. I haven't decided on most of these, to be honest. It was the homebrew one that I went ahead and looked at and thought about the most. Uh, best theme based on theme only? Best theme based on theme only. I don't know. I guess I'm between Black Knight and Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic Park had awesome theme integration between obviously, you know, the big giant T-Rex and like the paddock and I don't know, like the Jeep, everything else. But Black Knight had a lot of cool stuff in it too. Uh, especially when you include that topper, you could argue that maybe theme based Black Knight wins. I don't know. It's going to be a t I got to give it to Jurassic Park. Uh, come on. I got to. I got to. I love that machine. Okay. Next is best animations. Um, I'm not going to give a lot. Yeah, best animations. Oh, let's see here. Okay. I do like the colors in the animations from Willy Wonka. Uh, and they're, they're decent. Um, Black Knight Sword of Rage. I really liked those. Um, Monsters. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park. I'm looking over this, and I just, Jurassic Park was incredible. I remember someone uh, from Ernst, someone from the team, I believe, was on the Flippin' Out stream, and they mentioned, I don't remember which stream it was, but somebody on one of the streams had said that the uh, uh, in Jurassic Park, there was actually more seconds of animation on the on the Color DMD, uh, or sorry, on the LC Color DMD, on the LCD screen, than there was in the actual first Jurassic Park movie. And I believe that was, was it Chuck Ernst? I believe he helped with the animations on that. And I, when I first saw those animations, when I was watching on the dead flip channel and, and Jack danger was there and uh, Zach Sharp was dressed up as the T-Rex. And um, I just remember thinking, I didn't know it was Zach in there. I didn't hear until the next day. I mean, I get, they probably said it, but I was watching it in the background at uh, speed city records. And of course, uh, you, you know, just to, just just so I'm doing my proper amount of shilling on each show, because I talked uh, Mike Speedy um, to to put that on at the record shop. Uh, partially because of that, maybe he would have fell in love with it anyways. But Sean Russell got to be introduced to end the rest of the world that night into uh, Jurassic Park, and therefore he went out and got Jurassic Park. Now Sean Russell might have bought it anyways, but I like to think I had something to do with that and choosing to make sure that was on there. So. That was really cool. All of us got to watch and play that pinball tournament that night. And I said that night, these are my favorite animations I've ever seen. And nothing since there has been that good. Now, if we were to have Rick and Morty on this list, I suspect there would be a different answer. Because the animations in that show are incredible. The colors pop. They're funny. They're hilarious. They're interesting. And I love it. So that one could probably would have kablammied uh, Jurassic Park if not. But let's move on to... The best light show. Okay. So best light show. Here we go. This is going to come down to Willy Wonka for sure has an incredible light show because all Jersey Jacks have incredible light shows. Um, Cosmic Carnival? No. Uh, I mean, it's good on Jurassic Park and it's really good when like all the lights turn off when you get to the visitor center at the end. Um, a virus was decent. Eh, Monsters are okay. 
Star Wars is eh, home edition is okay. Black Knight was pretty good actually. See, this again would be like Black Knight, Willy Wonka. I think that those color changing, what are they, the RMDs or whatever, the the other the other lights are just incredible. And Jersey Jack, I've said right from the start, Jersey Jack light shows are leaps ahead. And a lot of people had heard me be a little bit a little bit sour about the music and the sound in Willy Wonka sounding a little too close to a slot machine, which I resented a tiny bit. But every time I got to play it, it was in an environment that it was so freaking loud I couldn't hear the music. And I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed the shots. Thought obviously the story of the machine could have been told maybe a little better, but I'm giving the light show to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. There you go, Jersey Jack. All right, best toys and gimmicks. Let's take a little look-see here. Okay. So, best toys and gimmicks. Okay. I, I am going to give this one to Black Knight because everybody loves hitting the flail. It, like, you know, it can... It can spin around and it's it is, it is it a malice or a flail or a anyways it's got that then you've got the shield that you can hit and the shield raises right then you've got the actual black knight himself which moves around and the little feather thing there and then you have like the topper to top it uh i i think black knight no uh willy wonka only has like the the little elevator thing at the back or the wonka vader and it's got that it's got the spinning i don't know if you call that a toy it, it is definitely a gimmick though uh, Jurassic Park is obviously up there. Monsters, probably not. Con Cosmic Carnival, definitely not. Star Wars Home Edition? Yeah. Yeah. The Elvira House of Horrors, though, that really, that mansion is really cool. What they've done with the lights and just, but no. I think, I think this has to go to Black Knight. Black Knight le legitimately has... Three really cool things, toys, gimmicks in it that I love, and nothing else. This, I guess, sort of, kind of like the helicopter. If you play the LE on Jurassic Park, but it's uh, see, I think the flail is cooler than the helicopter. I don't think that the shield is cooler than I don't know. It's Jurassic Park, or giving it to Black Knight, but it could have gone to Jurassic Park. Let's just be honest here. Okay, best theme integration. So that's different than best theme. See, that's the best theme integration. See, this is where it gets tricky. Okay. Uh, straight up, let's just give it to Cosmic Carnival. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that one I, I'm probably going to give to Jurassic Park. Uh, I don't know. I got to give that one to Jurassic Park. I know I didn't want this to be a Stern Awards. Like Mike Vinicor is going to have to start uh, cutting back on his in and out burgers there that he won the free certificate from uh, Ken and Steve when he was on the flipping out channel there. But let's see here. Cause he's going to be walking back and forth a lot this year. Um, okay. Best music and sound effects. Willy Wonka. Not. Uh, Jurassic Park. Possibly. No, Black Knight Sword of Rage, the dude from Anthrax just wailing away, and then you've got Steve Ritchie yelling at you, and then, oh, you have uh, Ed from Bare Naked Ladies is on there as well, right? So, I, yeah, Ed Roberts, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yep, I'm giving that to Black Knight Sword of Rage. I could see being in my house, like, after, like, if I was in a three or four hour, like, uh, what do you call it, like, one of the tournaments when it just comes out, like like the first day or whatever, if I, a launch tournament, if I was in a launch tournament for black Knight sort of rage, or I was watching a live stream past about three hours, I'd be like, 
okay, time to change. But just to go up and walk up to a machine and play, yeah, I'm sorry. That does beat out Jurassic Park. And it definitely beats out Willy Wonka. All right, moving right along. Best callouts. Monsters was... Yeah. Oh, Jurassic Park. With Nedry, come on. Uh-uh-uh. That's definitely the best ever, like, danger and double danger ever of all time, for sure. Okay, Jurassic Park it is. I'm sorry, guys. Is this boring? I'm sorry. I just keep picking Jurassic Park. Best rules. I'm just going to go through here really quickly for these easy ones and not even hum and ha if I already know the answer. Best rules. Hands down, Jurassic Park. Keith Elwin, my boy. He did not send me back his information for the Pinball Nerds podcast, podcast cards. So he's not getting one this time. But you know who is? Luna Elwin took Keith Elwin's spot. And we made her a really funny card, which is my dog named after Keith Elwin. Obviously my favorite you know, my favorite uh, of all time. I, him and Escher Lefkoff go back and forth. You know, my favorite young gun and my favorite, like, all-time pro, right? Okay, so best play field, gameplay, and just, yeah, just, yeah, we know it's Jurassic Park. Come on. Uh, best artwork. That one will not go to Johnny Crap. I'm sorry. Um, it will not go to Star Wars Home Edition. It will go to, oh, and I forget his name, Rodriguez? It will go to Rodriguez. I forget his first name, and I'm so sorry. Someone go back there and listen to the episode, the Star Wars episode, where I talked about how incredible the Star Wars Home Edi Comic Edition, Star Wars Comic Edition, not Home Edition, is. So that gets best artwork for sure. That's an easy one. And Game of the Year is definitely Jurassic Park. Come on. Come on. Okay, let's go to page three of three. Let's get this done. Promise the people shorter podcast. Family's waiting to watch a movie. We're 13 minutes in. Something's got to give. Whoa, okay. Favorite Twitch pinball streamer. So this Jack Danger has given a, a, a little bit, a lot of static, a lot of like hardcore calling out and, and press against uh, the pinball network. And therefore it feels like it's coming against our community. He said nothing negative about me personally, as far as I know. So, uh, you know, I, I, I did call him out a little bit the other day on the show and I'm feeling a little bit better about it. And, and I, I, I want to love Jack more, as you all know, I have been Jack's, he's my number one fan of all time. I've probably given him more shout outs in this show than any person on the planet. Shout out Jack Danger. But I can't give it to him because he's been a bit of a jerk to people lately. And I feel like he's not been the positive force in pinball that he used to be. So it has to go. It has to go to IE Pinball, Mr. Carl D'Angelo, because his live streams and what he's done for pinball streaming uh, as far as competitive pinball goes and being able to have that mobile rig and having the in-between commentary and all the setup clips and having the best commentators ever. Like when uh, those the three awesome women were on there um, doing the women's commentary for Indisc, that was incredible. Uh, Crazy Levy Naaman on there was awesome. Mr. Gamma Goat, he did a great job. Ian Harewer. Um So, yeah, I got to go for I Pinball. I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry. I... I you know you're my boy. I voted for you last year. I might vote for you again next year, but just in the last week or two, you've just really been in a lot of negative disputes and arguments and really trying to call people out, which I don't think is really your brand, dude. I think you're just such an awesome dude. Just get back to being an awesome live streamer and maybe not like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens behind the scenes. I don't know what Zach and Jack are feuding about or whomever or why everyone's calling people out. But I don't want to talk about the drama. I want to talk about my favorite streamer. 
And that is IE Pinball. Because when I see that IE Pinball is online, that means that I'm going to get to watch a stream that is hands down the best tournament players, okay, playing at the best tournaments. I mean, outside of Pimberg and Papa doing the live streaming there, I mean, even Papa and many other people have adapted Carl D'Angelo's, uh, you know, what, what he uses for IE Pinball. So anyways, if you haven't followed IE Pinball, even if you're not a huge competitive player, check out what Carl's done with his live streams. Go go back and watch the Indisc Finals. See all the cuts to Jeff Teolis. They're really making it professional and it's starting to feel more like an actual like sport or like hobby that we take really seriously. And I think that's a great thing for pinball. So thanks, Carl, for all that you do. Really appreciate it. All right. Favorite pinball podcast. This one is easy. I'm going to put in here because none of these, the other three that I was going to argue about aren't around anymore. Pinball profile is a close second, but I'm going to have to give it to the poor man's pinball podcast. That's right. There we go. Okay. Favorite YouTube channel. This is simple, straight down the middle, a pinball show. I would say that Carrie Hardy comes in a second, though. Carrie Hardy's been doing some good stuff lately. Keep it up, Carrie Hardy. I love watching Papa, but I only watch them on Twitch. Sorry, dudes. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, next is favorite mod of 2019. I'm not a mod guy, but I have seen the Raptor Pit by Measle Mods, and I happen to really, really, really like that. I would give that my second, but my favorite... And this is actually by Stern, crazy enough, but it is the Amber, the Jurassic Park shooter rod. If I get a Jurassic Park, I can say this. I've never actually wanted to get a shooter rod before. That's a shooter rod I would, like, I would spend, I don't know how much it is. I have never even looked into it. It's probably like an extra hundo or something, maybe more. I would buy it. Favorite homebrew. This would have been Dead Flip by Dead Flip in a heartbeat a week ago. Again, just because i Feel like and I'm, I'm not. I don't want to come Jack down on Jack too hard. I just feel like a couple times he was a little bit negative and rude, and maybe I'm, I'm not going to say like stay in your lane, get off my lawn, okay, boomer. But like, just he kind of was just. I don't know. I just feel like he could have been more positive, and if he really wants to help, you know, promote pinball to get bigger and better the way that he says he does, I feel like you know maybe he's just having a bad day, and that happens to all of us. So I love you, Jack. I still love you, bro. I still think you're one of the best streamers on, on there. Um, couldn't give it to you this time. But you know what? Uh, I do feel like it is be, me being honest and t saying the truth. Because if it came down to Jack Danger doing a live stream or it came down to IE Pinball doing like Indisc or another big huge event, I'm probably going to be watching the competitive players. I'm not going to lie. But I do watch Dead Flip more than any other stream. So in that way, it kind of is my favorite. So I don't know. Anyways, this is this is tricky. This is very tricky. So the three that I was thinking about is <clears throat> Metroid by Arcade. Uh, he goes by the Arcade, I believe, or maybe just Arcade with one, two, th one, two, three R's. Um, I got to interview him actually at Helicon Brewing the day before Pemberg, and I do like that machine a lot. But the one that has won it over for me here, okay, and I have only looked at Castlevania briefly, uh, and. And Undertale, I've only looked at briefly, but the one that I've watched the video of that I love the most is Spaceballs, the pin by Wolfmarsh. That is so cool. First of all, I love Spaceballs, John Candy, Bill Murray, right? Just so funny, making fun of Star Wars. Very dated if you go back and watch it, like very, very dated. Half the brands and jokes they make don't make sense anymore. Um, but 
it's a really cool pen. And I would, I don't know if I would buy that, but I would play it in a heartbeat. I go put all my loonies and toonies into it in a second. So space balls, congratulations, you win. All right, let's take a look at the next one. Rookie of the year. Okay. Ooh, poor man's pinball pod for podcasting. That's okay, yeah. Jack Danger for Home Brew again. Okay, maybe, but yeah. Um oh my god. Tim Sexton for lead coder on Black Knight Sword of Rage. Done. Not only is Tim one of the like nicest dudes in all of pinball, he is getting a pinball nerds podcast trading card. And I think that, and not even just myself, but like tournament players who are way better than me have all said that the coding on that is incredible. So great job, Tim Sexton. Uh, the pro is my favorite. I'm not going to lie, but great job. And for his first freaking machine being lead coder, I think that I'm, I don't want to come out of the box too early. You did hear me say a long time ago on this podcast that Mr. Keith Elowin will be recognized as the best designer of all time. Not just of his time. He's not the next coming of Pat Lawler. He's he's not the next coming of Steve Ritchie. I think he will go down as being the best coder of all time. Eventually. Not, I don't think he's there yet. I think he's made two incredible games that I think on average, if you take the average of how well his two games are rated, it is going to overall be better than Pat Lawler's or Steve Ritchie's. But I still think they're incredible designers. Don't get me wrong. I just think because he's such an incredible you know, he's such a great competitive player that he would have to understand how rules should work in a game so that newer players and experienced players alike have a great time. And we've seen that with Jurassic Park being one of the best earners that's been in arcades in a long time. And when a machine is a good earner, we know that means it's bringing new people over to pinball or bringing old people who used to be into it like myself back. Because I can tell you, if I hadn't gotten a pinball three years ago, because I saw there was a charity tournament at the local bar that I go to all the time, call the office, shout out. Uh, if I hadn't seen that there was a tournament there run by Mike Dimas, shout out. Uh, they were doing a charity tournament for Youth Opportunities Unlimited and uh, at call the office. And I went there and I played an ACDC and a KISS, uh, ACDC and KISS party. And I think I got like fifth on Kiss out of like 20 players. Like, geez, I guess I'm still okay at pinball. Used to be good at it. I'm still okay. I'm going to keep playing. So um, anyways, favorite competitive player. This is just going to be boring. You all know that it's simply Keith Elwin. Come on, simple. Okay, favorite pinball website. Let's see here. I do use Match Play a lot. Thank you for doing that. Pinside, nah, too toxic. I I look on there, but I don't I don't write on it very often. Um, oh, this week in pinball, come on, come on! Jeff works so hard at this week in pinball. He's such a rad dude. Uh, I do get to chat with him from time to time. Oh, and I just saw that this week in pinball, Jeff said that they are going to be having people who are like rotating in, I guess, from time to time, possibly, and and doing it. Sign me up. I should give him, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to remember to email you. I know that I'm going to be doing like a weekly or possibly bi-weekly on, on the pinball network, but that doesn't mean every once in a while I couldn't help out with this week in pinball, right? Um, because I think that I could stick to that half an hour format. Jeff was very specific. If you guys go look at the thread uh, on pin side, Jeff was talking about this week in pinball, uh, wanting to carry on the podcast, but have rotating people keep it very 
you know, short, under half an hour, uh, fairly roped in, not going off topic too often, that sort of thing. Believe it or not, if I tried real hard, I probably could do an episode or two uh, without going off topic. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, so favorite pinball publication, writer, or article? Dennis Creasel? There he is. That's my boy. Okay, next. Uh, favorite pinball location? Um, let's see here. Let's go for Barcade 83 in Fredericton. Oh, shoot. It's not on those. Okay. Uh, what about Propeller, uh, Brewing Arcade in Halifax? Oh, it's not on there. What about Spin It Records in Moncton? Oh, it's not on there. Okay. Well, how about this? I have lots of, seen lots of live streams from Logan Arcade. I feel like I just should leave this empty, but... I'm going to have to go for Logan Arcade. I've always wanted to go to Logan. Jack Danger's stream there lots. I've seen launch parties there. I've seen other people go there. I've heard it's incredible. That's the one I've seen the most and know about the most, so I guess I'll pick it. Um, that one's kind of arbitrary because it would be very hard for you to have gone to all of those, even some of the best pinball players on the planet haven't. So let's see here. Uh, favorite pinball convention. How about Replay FX for the win? Now, I haven't been to many of them, and I'd love to go to T... Uh, Texas Pinball Fest, TPF. I was going to say TPS. I was like, I think that's something else. Okay, favorite pinball tournament competition. Hmm, I don't know. I mean, Indus would probably be a close second. But y'all know I'm going to say Pinberg. Watch out 2020, here I come. Okay, so next is favorite pinball league. I don't know. Well, how would I, how would I know? Space City Pinball, Bells and Chimes. I like the Bells and Chimes people. Okay, I'm going to leave this open because I don't know who to pick here. So I, yeah, I don't know any of those leagues or how I would choose my favorite league. Okay, next one is favorite pinball topper. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Going to be Black Knight Sword of Rage again. Black Knight won a lot more on here than I would have thought it did. Uh... Monster's Topper was, it, it, it is cool with that clock. It is cool. Uh, Alice Cooper's Topper is kind of cool. I just saw a video of the light flashing on it. Someone posted that. That was kind of cool. The Medieval Madness remake by Franchi. Well, he at least did the background fire and stuff. That was really rad. The R2-D2 was meh. The Jurassic Park one was cool. But Black Knight Sword of Rage wins. The Black Knight Sword of Rage play better. Cool. All right, submit email address. Okay, here we go. Hummingbird Homestead. No, I'm just kidding. Pinballnerds at gmail.com. And that's where you guys can message me as well, even though I'm not going to lie. 99% of the time, you just message me through the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook page. And, of course, you can add me on Facebook just under Albert, last name Agar, A-G-A-R. All right, let's see. There we go. Twippy 2019 ballot published on December 31st. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for submitting your response. Cool. Well, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for sitting here with me. Hopefully it wasn't too boring of an episode. Uh, you know what? I think that that's why I do these little short, you know, 20, 15, 20 minute episodes so that, you know, up to half an hour today, of course, but so that if you, if it's something you're not into, don't listen to it. Maybe you like listening to tournaments. Listen to the tournament recaps. Maybe you like listening to the top fives. You're a countdown fanatic. You can listen to those ones. Or maybe you just want to listen to me sit here on my bed chit-chatting with you guys on a Friday night telling you about my absolute favorite picks 
for the Twippies this year, right? Um, that's all for pinball, but I do want to tell you guys a little story. I was getting my hairs cut today, and I remembered a product that Hummingbird Homestead, uh, our, our company here on the Homestead, made years ago. And after watching Oh Brother, We're Out There, I attempted to make a replica of the Dapper Dan uh, hair paste. It's, it's actually more of a wax than a paste, but you have to add like carnauba wax, which is that shiny stuff that you get in M&Ms and beeswax and uh, organic shea butter and coconut oil and a little bit, tiny bit of olive oil, not too much soft oils, of course. And so I made two dozen of these to start. I got the okay from the boss, i.e. my wife, drop down, uh, drop target, Dan, drop down, Danielle, drop target, Danielle. And uh, I made two dozen of these. I sold one. I sold one and we brought it to every show that summer. We did like 15 shows. We did like art in the park. We did home County folk fest. Uh, we did food fest. Uh, we did rib fest. We did like so many shows. And, and, and here was these 24 tubes of Burt's best wax or whatever the heck I called it. And it never sold. But the, the crazy part was for the next seven years, I never had to buy hair product. And I went into today to there and the guy said, well, what do you use for hair product? And I told him the story I just told you. And he's like, oh my God, that's so funny. I love that movie. And near the end, he was asking me uh, if I wanted some, some product in my hair. And he said, I'm really sorry, but you're going to be a man of constant sorrow because I don't have anything similar to the hair wax that you speak of and that you made. And of course, man of constant sorrow is the name of the song. From my brother, where art thou? And it goes like this. Till next time, Pimmel Nerds, eat, sleep, breathe, Pimmel. <laughs>